Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. A lot of people don't realize that diabetes is the leading cause of new cases of blindness in adults 18 to 64 years of age. 37 million adults are now living with diabetes and they're at risk for diabetes-related eye diseases such as diabetic retinopathy, which can lead to vision loss. Now, the number of individuals with diabetic retinopathy is predicted to reach over 14 million people by 2050. Our guest, Natalie Carabell, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at just six years old. In her 30s, she was diagnosed with diabetic retinopathy after a very scary experience during her morning commute. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Natalie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Give us a bit of uh, your background. What is it that you do? What is it that you love? Yeah, so I love to travel. I work in the retail industry. I've with diabetes, as you mentioned, since I was six years old. And so it's always been a part of my life, but not one I've always readily accepted. And so I did what always what I wanted to do and explore, but I didn't necessarily always really focus on my health matters, which obviously later on in my life can be something I have to deal with in a very uh, important way. Were you aware of your health situation very soon after your diagnosis or were you just being a kid who was a little sick? So immediately with diabetes, there's a lot to manage. Since I was so young, my parents were really my caregivers. They really managed my insulin management and my food management. Mm -hmm. But of course, at that moment, everything changed. And as a kid, from my perspective, something was wrong with me and everyone else knew about it. And I was immediately someone who was different, which as a child is not always, I feel as an adult, everyone wants to be unique. But as a kid, there was something that was very challenging for me to be mentioned as the diabetic girl. Was there more mention of the diabetic girl from children that you were playing with or at school? Or was it more of the adults in your life at that time? That's a really good question. It was definitely from the adults and kids' parents that would bring it up. I feel like kids are more easygoing with things. They just know it's a factual statement to them. But as parents or as playdates, it came up a lot from adults. You're going on with your life, you're, you're doing what you do, and then something extremely significant happened one day on your way to work. Yes. Yeah, so on my way to work, I was I live in New York City, so always rushing, jumping around, doing things. I put my contacts on. I always wear contacts. I never really wore glasses at the time. And one eye's vision was a little bit off. And I just assumed it's a contact or something else was going on. And so I rushed to work and I realized I need to switch contacts. So I switched my contacts, my eyes still the same. And at that point, I knew that eye complications were a possibility with diabetes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize what that would look like or what that would mean. But as soon as I realized it wasn't a contact, it was actually my eye, I knew I had to reach out to a doctor. This happened in your 30s after you had been managing your diabetes your entire life. Were there others in your circle of uh, of friends and and acquaintances, family members who had ever talked about this specific type of uh, condition related to diabetes? In diabetes, there's a few complications that get often talked about a lot. And eyes is definitely one of them. So I was going yearly to my annual dilated eye exam. But I wasn't really aware of what an eye complication meant. And I assumed that anything that went wrong with your eye, it was very black and white for me. I thought either I was going to go blind or I was going to have no problems. I didn't actually realize that there was treatments available, what the signs were to look out for individually, and all the nuances that go with any sort of health care. So as soon as I had an eye problem, I, of course, went to, the in my mind, the worst case scenario. 
So how did doctors treat first? How did they diagnose it? Is this something that even though you are diabetic, a known diabetic, is this ever uh, misdiagnosed as another type of eye problem? Or is it very easy and kind of expected uh, of those with type 1 diabetes? When I went in for the eye diagnosis, the second I said that I'm diabetic, they immediately knew what it looks like. Okay. Especially at the time, I had a severe hemorrhage in my eye. But I do want to mention that I think it's so important to actually dialogue and talk to whoever you're going to. I went in for an emergency, so the doctor I was not. I didn't really know that well. And it was really important for me to clearly speak about what my medical condition was, that I had diabetes. This is what I was seeing because to your point, unless you mention it, it could potentially be diagnosed with something else. What is the go-to treatment? So I've had probably what I like to call the trifecta of treatments. Okay. I've had, I started with eye injections. I ended up having also eye laser and eventually my retina did detach in one eye and I had eye surgery. I guess this is a very, very iffy and complicated situation, regardless of, the, I guess, the stage of your of your diabetes, how long you've had it, or the surgeon that's uh, actually performing the procedure. Yeah, eyes are fascinating. It's really remarkable, honestly, that they work. There's so many individual parts of it, and each eye is different. So, of course, we have two eyes, right? I have two eyes. One is, both have diabetic retinopathy. One eye had the hemorrhage, which meant that there was it had end up attachment. I ended up having eye injections, laser. I had a lot with that one eye. That is also where I had vision challenges that luckily now with all the treatment is now corrected. On my other eye, even though I do have diabetic retinopathy, I don't have any sort of visual changes or knowledge. And that's why it's so important to get that dilated eye exam, because if not for that, I would have no idea that there was a lot going on in the background of my eye. Is there any due diligence that people can do in order to get the best care? And did you have immediate access to quality care? You're talking about uh, eyes detachments and things of that nature. I don't want to say that it's the quality of the care, but you know, is that something that you found to be an issue? I think there's a couple of things that's really important for people to be aware of. One is always to get that yearly eye exam. That is definitely key. The second is really being aware and look, looking yourself for signs and symptoms. You're the only one who's with you all the time. And so being able to recognize that there is potentially a change in your vision and you feel comfortable reaching out to a doctor to ask questions, even if the answer is everything looks okay, is really important because I think people in general are fearful of going to the doctor, specifically the eye doctor. I mean, it doesn't sound that enjoyable, but knowing what kind of treatment you can get is really important. I also did get a second opinion while going through this process. And that was really important for me, one, to make a decision on my eye care and also to really understand what was happening in my eye and why. I did have an eye doctor who didn't actually explain what's happening and it made me feel very, more fearful and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I definitely encourage people to ask questions, be communicative, and if you want to try a different doctor, feel open to do so. Right. Tell us a bit about your work with the American Diabetes Association. I was very secretive about my diabetes for such a long time. And when eye complications started, I looked for other people who lived through the same exact challenges and didn't really find much information out there. And that's when I started my work with the American Diabetes Association. They have been really wonderful in sharing stories 
from a range of different people with a range of different challenges. And it's been really interesting being able to share my story and also hear other people's stories. They have had a major focus on diabetes initiative to really talk about these eye challenges, what the solutions look like, how you can do things in advance of any eye challenges and what happens when you have them, which is also really important to talk about. There is a website called diabetes.org slash eye health that has a lot of really great information on how you can learn more about eye health as well as where you can get any sort of support you need. Natalie, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you this morning. I appreciate you lending us your time and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to speak again in the future. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Natalie Carabell. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download it, SoundCloud, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com. Health Professional Radio.